0: This is The Art of Beer, Daniel, Dave, Tim, and today we're fortunate to be joined by Joe from Waikiki Brewing Company. Great brew pub and tap room spread out throughout the islands, Waikiki, Kaka'ako, Front Street in Lahaina, and in Wailea. Joe, what are we drinking?
1: All right, I think we gotta start with the craft light. Uh, Definitely, definitely the spot to start. So this one, um, this was an interesting beer um, because as brewers, you know, a craft brewer, Everybody thinks that probably we drink nothing but IPAs and Imperial Stouts and Barrel Age and just the most wild and crazy beers we can. But the thing about making beer is it's actually like just good old-fashioned hard work. It's a lot of lifting heavy stuff, a lot of sweating, a lot of up and down the stairs, a lot of steam. And so we found that at the end of the day, as brewers, what we really wanted to do was crush a light lager, and uh, yet there weren't any options for us to, to have that kind of beer without, you know, buying a big macro beer. And um, so we wanted to make something that gave everybody a, an opportunity to have that light crushable lager experience, but still support local craft.
0: Well, we got an opportunity cheers. to crush the lager now. Yeah, cheers.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: So yeah, we use, we use the, um, a Mexican lager yeast. So it's really subtle, but it does have a, a nice little bit of character. The malt it's also a, a brewed with some flaked corn, but the malt and the flaked corn sit way in the background. We have just enough hops in there to
0: balance it. Oh, this is definitely an after work beer yeah (laughs) just
1: yeah Yeah, crush one of these and then move to the ip (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: a nice carbonation to it nice and light i mean just but still great flavor oh
1: yeah and great um, golf beer these are these are the golf beer for sure because you can there's only four percent abv so you can have a few of these without getting tore up Um, really really
3: an enjoyable beer so this is the after shift brewer beer Yeah.
1: yeah after shift beer for sure
3: um, lawnmower beer, yard, yard work beer. I don't think people uh, realize if they've never been in a brewery, like, how hot it gets, especially here, right?
1: Yeah, you get summertime, no Kona winds for a few days, right. and you got all that steam coming off of the
3: kettle, yeah. in a warehouse, no AC. Because you're uh, basically, it gets I toasty. mean, you got your mashing, which is 100 something, 50, 60 yeah. degree water, and yeah. then you're boiling, you know, mm-hmm. so you got... Basically, boil pots going the whole time. Yeah, and hundreds of gallons of it. Hundreds and hundreds, hundreds yeah, and, hundreds. <laughs> and no AC.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, one, just don't one dive big right fan. Into a porter after that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Man, I'm sweaty. Somebody give me a 14% beer.
3: Yeah,
1: and then and then go upstairs to the mezzanine and mill the next batch in. Oh. Lift about thousand pounds of grain up overhead and into the. Uh, how river. how heavy are no. each sack of grain? Fifty pounds each. So most batches of beer we're doing are about um, about thousand pounds per turn, so 1,000 to 1,300. So that's, if they're 50, you're doing 20 bags sometimes? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, standard batch, 20 bags, and then we're doing <laughs> two or three turns a day. So we're literally doing a so, ton and a
3: half, two tons of grain.
1: So you don't need to go
0: to the gym very often. No, no, we, <laughs> all, we all canceled our gym memberships. So when you
3: say turns, you guys are brewing a batch, getting it out of the kettles, and then starting another batch right away or later? Yeah, so uh, at our Kaka'ako facility, which is where I'm usually
1: at, uh, we have 60 and 80 barrel fermenters, but the brew house capacity is 20 barrels. So we're doing three turns or four turns on the brew house. So we get one mash going, Right when that mash is done, we transfer it over to the louder ton, and then we can start the next mash. So we can actually have three batches in the brew house at once. You can have the mash of one, the boil of another, and the whirlpool of the first one. Um, so it's about seven hours from beginning to end for one turn, and then it adds about three, three and a half hours for each subsequent one. It's a long day yeah <laughs> wow. and that's and that's why we make craft light
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and you,
3: and you're doing those three to fill one big yeah. fermenter. yeah and how many you said sixty to eighty barrel what how many gallons is that for uh, so
1: each is. beer barrel is thirty one gallons so every 10, 310, so um, do you know the case equivalent someone like
3: gallons for a sixty barrel, Ooh. you know how many cases does that put out do you have any idea just for some yeah, to yeah.
1: Have, so the uh Every 40 barrels is 550 cases of 12-ounce cans. So yeah, an 80-barrel fermenter is 1,000 cases. Beer.
3: Wow, and how many how many batches a week are you guys cranking out of that right so now? So we're
1: usually doing um, anywhere between 140 to 180 barrels in a week. 180 barrel a week wow. is, is a very busy week. Um, 120, 140 is, you know, we'll do um, 40 barrels one day 40 the next 40 the next uh, and then if it's a bigger week then we'll do we might do 60 barrels 60 barrels 40 something like that
3: you guys should start like a, a gym membership there where people pay you to come and yeah. sweat and then drink a beer afterwards. The, the, the brew 90X <laughs> is what we call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just come twice yeah. those bags okay now we're gonna need you to go double stack
1: kegs. I don't
0: want to pay but I'll lift bags as long as we can drink yeah. some of these afterwards. <laughs> That, that's, that's the trade-off. We're yeah, that's fitness, that, yeah, that's oh. a oh, yeah, fitness. Yeah, that's the
3: subscription people would go for. Yeah. <laughs>
0: UFC has got nothing on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they say that. skinny brewers can't be trusted, but I definitely lost some weight when I started brewing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've gained a little bit of a back.
2: <laughs> 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 it's been. A, it's been a couple years. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. You say Someone's got to taste it, all right. Yeah. Somebody's got to taste yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Worst job in the industry, right?
2: Hmm. <laughs> 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 You have, a, you have a really interesting kind of like story about how you got into brewing and then got into professional brewing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I um, really it started it started as a hobby like it does for a lot of people. Uh, I was home brewing in my closet in Waikiki with my brother and my cousin, and I was managing a restaurant. And the owners of the restaurant came to town one day and said, man, we gotta figure out something to do with this empty space back here. And I just blurted out, you know, what I always thought would be cool is if we brewed beer back here. And next thing I knew, they were paying for me to go to brewing school. We are getting the equipment. Uh, and um, hey Joe, you know, the gonna, rest is history. i
0: step in right here. We want to hear more about that history, but we're going to take a quick break. I got to go cancel my gym membership because I'm going to be at Waikiki Brewing Company lifting bags. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code A-H-I-Thing. And we're back on the Art of Beer and we're with Joe, the brewmaster at Waikiki Brewing Company. What are we gonna crack next? Next we're gonna do the Waikiki Haze. Oh, the new one. All right, tell us a little bit about Waikiki Haze.
1: All right, Uh, this one, um, this was a really fun beer for us, um, for, for me especially, so this was, um, my recipe. I did the. I was the brewer. I did the dry hop. Um, the label. It's even my handwriting where it says Waikiki Haze. So this one was kind of <laughs> like my Your baby. my beer through and through. <laughs> hey, cheers yep. for that. Cheers.
3: So, um, hazy, hazy IPA. Yep. Yep. Hazy IPA. So tell us. You guys have an interesting history with with hazy IPAs, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, explain to everybody the the inside joke right now. Yeah, so uh,
1: I, I was that guy who for uh, you know, the first year or two of Hazy IPAs was going, this is silly, I'm a professional brewer. <laughs> professional brewers make clear beer because we can. That's what makes us professionals. Um, and uh, then I found myself slowly over time, you know. Oh, maybe I'll try one here or there. And the next thing I knew it was like, Two or three times a week, I was down at Village getting hazies, and I'm like, okay, who am I kidding? I like these things.
0: It's time to brew them. I'm in.
1: Yep. The, the, first, the first one I brewed was called Drink My Words, because after years of, uh, of speaking negatively of, of Hazy's, I had to drink my words. I remember that one.
3: <laughs> but this is your first... Um, yeah, so this like is our big f- wide release, right? Yeah,
1: this is our first our first one that we've done in cans, um, and really we actually we just got the the label applicator, and so this was our first our first uh, like limited release can beer. Uh, so this one, the it's got a really cool hop bill. One of the hops in there is called Cryo Pop, and so there's a process with hops called um, Cryo and essentially they process them really cold and they just get all the good stuff from the hops and leave behind all the plant matter. Um, And so the people at Yakima Chief Hop Union who, who I get these hops from, they worked on studying the survivable compounds in beer. So like what from the hop aroma actually makes it through into the finished product. And they made this blend to have as much of those survivable compounds as possible. It's almost like a hop amplifier. So we paired that with Citra and um, an Idaho Gem. So tons of really like cool yeah. nectarine, like the, like peachy-o peach candy. It's maybe like walking jolly through mansion. a summer
0: fruit
3: stand, I mean on that aroma. It's really cool. This is a really good beer.
0: This and that's what I love about you know, I, um, yeah, hazy's is people. When hazy started coming out, people were like, "Oh, I don't like IPAs. This is I, hazy IPA." It takes a little while, and they're like, "Well, this is very, very different than what I was yeah, thinking." And you know. it's it's More a cool.
1: It's a cool style because it's so it's so hop forward, but the bitterness usually is subdued, and that's definitely the case with this yeah. one. So you get all that hop aroma and flavor and expression, but without it just like ripping your
3: face off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'd never sit poolside with a IPA, but I could drink this outside next to the pool yeah. in the middle of the day.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, a lot of that you just get so much. And a lot of it's up on, you know, it's as you're you're drinking, you're smelling it, and it's like it's just so fruity. Um like I said, like like a summer fruit stand. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Love it. It's pretty. So before we went to break, you were telling us about um, how this all got started, right? Yeah. And you were talking about how you just had this crazy idea, you proposed it to your boss, and then literally you guys started working on the project? Yeah. They, yeah, they uh, were sitting down having lunch, and they said, that's a great idea,
1: Right, Joe a check get them going on this and uh, that's that's the owners of my boss the the vice president was like no we're going to we're going to send the liquor attorney a check and make sure that we can get the licensing <laughs> but licensing was going to be all good so but yeah, i they, like your
0: enthusiasm <laughs> yeah. but i'm in
1: and um, and they so we uh, I applied for brewing school at the American Brewers Guild, and they, um, they wrote the check for that. So I took the class as like a correspondence course. So I had DVD lectures, and then I'd send in my homework, interact with the instructors on uh, message boards online and stuff. And then I actually went out to Vermont for um, practical, you know, so we did lab work. Brewing, filtration, did final exam, did sensory stuff, cause it's hard to, you know, sit there in a room and smell beer with your professor <laughs> right. uh, remotely. But but yeah, it was an awesome program and really gave me what I needed to be able to go from being a hobbyist to being a professional brewer.
3: And when, when, how, how, how long has the brewery been going? Like how old is it right now? Uh, so
1: we opened in 2015. Oh um, wow. Yeah, yeah, so March, March 14th, 2015. Um, and then our second location was twenty seventeen. Um, so yeah, we just had our seven year anniversary a few months ago.
3: Yeah, time flies. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. It's uh, it's been a wild wild seven years. Yeah, absolutely. And first 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 big hazy release. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, so what were some of the are, are some of the original things you worked on as a home brewer? Are they still part of the
1: yeah uh, one of my first recipes as a homebrewer that I actually had some um, creative uh, expression as opposed to just taking a homebrew recipe out of a book was our Hanahoe hef and that's still part of our core lineup we've got that both uh, in cans and on draft all over
3: the state so yeah I, that's easy to find around yeah Wow so all right well you know what guys we're gonna be wrapping it up on this one we're gonna come back after break more with Joe and we're gonna um, crack into something next. Get your house in order, visit HiFiCU.com and download the Ho'okele Guidebook today.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Beer. We've got Joe in from Waikiki Brewing Company. We're gonna drink some more beer. When do we drink it, man?
1: Uh, Skinny Jeans is up next. Skinny Jeans IPA.
3: What is this?
1: So, uh, Skinny Jeans IPA, so this was our second IPA uh, that we made and so we were just talking about how we opened in 2015. So in 2015, Hawaii was kind of still in our craft beer infancy. And we were, at the time, on Oahu, that we were the third brewery to open. There was Gordon Beer, Honolulu Beer Works, and then, and then us. And Lonnie Kai opened right around the right. same time. Um, and. So we had what we thought were gonna be six core beers and two special releases, and then the two special releases, we immediately made them part of the core lineup. Um, but on there, you know, we had a blonde, an amber, an IPA, a pale ale, a porter, a half, you know, just kind of a good mix. Um, and then, but we would have people come from places like Colorado or San Diego, really established beer scenes, and they'd sit down and say, oh, so what what IPAs do you have? And I'd say, well, we just have, one IPA, it's called Epa IPA, and they're just like, oh, one IPA, well, I guess I'll have that one then, and so, like, after six months of this, I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to make a beer for these beer hipsters, and I'm going to call it skinny jeans, because they're always coming in here with their curly mustaches and their skinny jeans, and asking me for all these IPAs, and so, it's funny, too, because... Because of that, I was like, and I'm going to put, like, the hops that are the most popular right now. So I loaded it up with Simcoe and Mosaic and, like, did the big dry hopping. And so when I made a beer to make fun of people who are loving these beers, these West Coast-style IPAs, and I, like, tried to go over the top of it. Of course, it was, like, one of the best beers we ever made. And we never stopped making
0: it. Hey, cheers to hipsters for inspiration for great beers. Thank you.
3: So how many IPAs do you have on draft now? Now, usually three, four. We still
1: keep a good a good lineup. We've got a good mix, but there we've usually got at least two what
3: um, What's the best seller and, and does it vary from location because you have four locations? Yeah and- overall
1: um, across across all of our locations and across uh, Distribution in the state the skinny jeans is our number one bestseller um, it also you know, sometimes with other IPAs, it'll lag a little bit in the pubs because when you do have three or four IPAs, it'll pull back a little bit. But because this is this is the IPA that we package and send out broad market, it's definitely our number one overall.
0: Hey, I got a question for you. So you get multiple locations, you do some brewing in other ones too. Mm-hmm. So you those you have a brewer. What do you label yourself as? And we have constantly talk to people, and you either have like head brewer, master brewer. What is, what is your preferred choice?
1: Um, you know, I, I mean, I could go for any of them. My, what's on my business card is brewmaster. And to me, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, so are you a master brewer? I'm like, no, it's just the title. It's kind of like the title of chef, you know? Um, some people become chef by working their way up from being a dishwasher. Some people go to culinary school. Some people somewhere in between. But at the end of the day, it's ultimately, that's the person that's in charge of the quality, the consistency, and the the creative force behind the behind the beer. Um, so at the end of the day, that's that's my job is make sure that all the beers good. Um, and uh, if it goes
0: know. wrong, it's your fault.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> save your
0: save your employees the blame. I'll shoulder it all. It's yep. me. How it
3: many is? brewers do you have working for you total? Um, so
1: let's see, one, two, three. About five and then wow. some part-timers. So uh, myself and um, two other salary guys at the Kakako location, the 20 barrel um, brew house where we, we do like 7,000 barrels a year there. Um, and then we've got in our, our Waikiki location, Nathaniel pretty much takes care of that one by himself. He's my head brewer over there. And then we've got a, a brewer over at our Lahaina location as well. Um, and then a few hourly people doing cellar work, washing kegs, helping with packaging and stuff like that. So.
3: And each brewery's different size, right? Because well, the Kaka'ako one's big. Yeah. Right? And then the other two are much smaller.
1: Yeah, so the original location, Waikiki, is a seven barrel brew house. So we can do about eleven 1, hundred thousand barrels to 1,100 barrels a year over there. Kaka'ako is by far the biggest. Um, we're doing about 7,000 there now. We can grow up to about 10 or 11,000 there. Um, by a little bit of equipment additions. And then Lahaina is a three and a half barrel brew house. So that's really like passion projects, limited releases. We've got some um, barrel program and some fooders going on over there. So a lot of fun stuff.
2: Let's talk about that in just a second. We're gonna take another break. Go get, you guys go grab another fresh beer and come back after these messages.
3: Homeworld, locally owned and quality brands. Let us help you create your perfect home. Beachside Roofing, the leaders.
0: Welcome back to The Art of Beer. We're gonna get into some Jalapeno Mouth with Joe from Waikiki Brewing Company. All
3: right, so tell us about Jalapeno Mouth. Uh, so Jalapeno Mouth, uh, you know, as I was saying, we,
1: we opened up with six and we had two that were planned to be special releases. This was one of the ones that was gonna be our first special releases and it was so popular that uh, we kept it forever. Um, it's a super, a super unique brew because it's a chili pepper beer, a chili pepper ale, you don't get a lot of chili pepper ales in general but most of the time when you do they're ripping hot They are like burn your mouth this one is one it's we focus the recipe more on the aroma instead of the heat so you can actually drink a few of these
0: oh you can get it on the nose right away oh yeah green yeah. jalapeno yeah, absolutely
3: but not hot
2: oh it's perfect but not
1: hot you get Right on the finish, you'll start to get just a little hint of the heat developing on the back of your throat. Yeah. But it's like, at the end of a can, you might have a hint of that spice. But you can sit down, you can have two or three of these and not, not scorch yourself.
2: Yeah. The first time I ever had a green chili beer was in Taos, New Mexico. And I, I, the only thing that could put the fire out was the thing that was causing the fire. And I was just like slammed the first beer, I was like, I need another beer, I need something, anything else but that, it's yeah. just like. Do you find, um, at
3: the the brew publications um that a lot of people are ordering this with different dishes and or what's kind of the seems like such a perfect food beer yeah
1: oh it's it's with anything that's got some heat to it of course it's great and with anything that's got kind of a you know mexican latin sort of um theme to it it's awesome we also like this is probably the best cooking beer if you like to cook with beer that you could ever have um because of the the nice Nice sturdy malt bill to it too. Marinate some pork in this. Marinate some steak in this. Throw it on the grill. It's it's outstanding. If you ever do any any beer cooking,
0: I even think I mean, you guys like at the Kakako location. You guys like to do a lot of barbecue as well. Yeah, I, this yeah, I that little touch too. of that. With some barbecues and you know the burnt yep. char
1: we do a really good beer cheese with this at, a, at mm. most of our locations yeah. too so you know it's like you got that nice beer cheese the the tangy cheddar and the the creaminess but then that little bit of aroma and heat from the chili you
3: make chili with this too like
0: Oh yeah, in chili. i, d- I want to just marinate some chicken in it yeah. <laughs> throw it on the grill
3: yeah well, that's
1: yeah this uh we use we use fresh green jalapenos and we cut the stems off and cut them in half lengthwise, but it's all, it goes in right at the end of the boil, five minutes left in the boil. And so for like the 20 barrel batches, we use 90 pounds per 20 barrel batch. So when we do like a, uh, 60 barrel fermenter of this. We're looking at 270 pounds of jalapenos, which takes a minute to cut. So you guys are sitting there. <laughs> yeah, we definitely glove up beforehand oh, because yeah. you only you I only learn that lesson. Like like
3: not
1: not the dive goggles, but we usually are wearing like arm length gloves because like you'll Don't you'll have the right, just <laughs> hand gloves on, and then you'll notice you're splashing a little bit of that pepper juice on the inside of the the arm, and it's like.
0: oh no (laughs) i'd have that i'd have a goggles things. yeah yeah.
3: (laughs) do you find that even when it's in the boil and all that um steam's coming out is that yeah and
1: and even more so we usually boil with the manway door closed so that most of the steam's going out but when we open it up afterwards we we put it in big mesh bags and just dunk it straight into the boil kettle so when we have to kind of rinse those off and cool them off so that we can grab them and pull them out. And sometimes when you're spraying them down, when you're spraying the inside of the vessel, it kind of aerosolizes a little bit of it. And it's that same thing of like, if you're cooking chili at home, like some hot chili, mm-hmm. and it's, you don't know what it is at first, you just like, <clears throat> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like I'm making pepper gas right now.
0: <laughs> so you gotta do, do some intense cleaning of equipment after that, right? After yeah. You yeah. yeah. This so tree. if you're walking down Queen Street in Kakako <laughs> and you start getting a scratchy throat,
3: you follow your nose. Yeah. They might be brewing the they're, they're brewing jalapeno <laughs> <ping> mouth. <them off. laughs> you're like, what's going on here? It's a very
1: characteristic. You'll know if we're if we're brewing this one.
3: Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, I mean, that I feel like sometimes you drive by and you can smell and you got yeah. brewing. Yeah.
1: Yep. And you can, if you know, you can kind of yeah. tell which beer it is sometimes too. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And
3: <laughs> you get a new smell when you're outside, if you don't know, you're like, they're making. Yeah, and you can
1: tell You can tell when different things happen. Like, you can smell the hop additions. Like, from the beginning of the boil, when you're just getting this really, like, grainy, sweet aroma, um, once those hops hit, it definitely has a big change. And, like, you can you can smell it from outside easily. If we're driving forklift or, you know, unpacking deliveries and things like that.
0: You know. You know, <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah. What I what I like about sometimes Walking around Kakaako between the variety of breweries, there, someone's brewing, right? <laughs> and it's like, And it's like a bakery, it's, it's, it's there's such a good smell. When you walk by, you know, you're like, ah, oh. it smells like a bakery. It's like driving
0: past the old loves uh, monthly, <laughs> yes. at like 5 a.m., yeah, and you know yeah. that something's going something you know. <laughs> good is being made, oh, right? Be made. It's a great smell. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about stuff being made. There's a couple other things that have been made by Joe, and we are going to taste that. But you're going to have to stick around for the extended edition. You got to hit that like button, hit subscribe, and we'll see you over there, okay?
3: Cheers. Thanks for coming.
0: Cheers, my friend.
3: All right, thanks for jumping over and watching us on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, helps us out a ton. Like it, ring the bell, all that good stuff, tell a couple friends to watch it. So we're back with Joe, and he brought some uh, goodies. So we got these two growlers here. Which one should we open first?
1: Uh, we're gonna do the Al Moy, yes. the Black Rye IPA first.
3: Tell us about this beer and why. Is it who? So whose idea was it? Was it your head? Was it your head? Yeah, beer? this is this is Nathan- Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this one, this one is just badass. Like it's. You know, we, we said we like to have a few IPAs on, on the uh, draft list, and the IPAs are real popular. This one's awesome because it is so different from any other IPA you're going to have. Yep, it's black.
3: Yep, yeah. here we go. Cheers. 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 Look at that. Nice and – that's an IPA.
1: Yeah, so um, this is Nathaniel's beer. It's brewed with uh, – what gives it its dark color is a, is a malt called Midnight Wheat. Uh, it's made by Brees Malting Company and it is a de-husked wheat malt. So that helps it, um, it brings the color and the flavor but it doesn't bring as much of that like astringency that you sometimes get from the dark malts. Um, and then it's also brewed with malted rye and flaked rye to give it kind of like this cool, um, it's almost like a, a spicy peppery note you get from the rye.
3: And then that just plays so well with the hops.
2: Oh, that's really good.
3: Yeah. I remember talking to Nathaniel and always talking about Wookie Jack. Yeah. Which was, I know, his, and we were always just like, oh, and it was a beard at... You couldn't find anymore. Exactly, and, then and that's he made this. <laughs> that's one of the cool things about being a brewer is when
1: you when you have a beer that that you can't get anymore, you can always brew it yourself. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So he was like, screw it. I was like, it have ask me like, just Are we get, gonna to get, to get to work. Inspired something <laughs> to make Wookie Jack again. and I'm like, they discontinued it. I can't get it. He, and then you know. two he, months later, yeah, Black Rye like, IPA. I'm like, I'm like right on. Oh,
1: and he he crashed it with this. This is yeah. this recipe is is just amazing. Yeah and
3: it's what's the abv on this abv on this
1: is 6 6.5 so yeah it's not super high for for an ipa but it's it's there you know like it's it's a strong beer the nice thing about it I, one of the things i like is this can be a good another good gateway ipa for people that are afraid of the bitterness of ipas because when you have the the dark characteristic and then the rye characteristics it's like the bitterness is there but it like came with some really like Pleasant friends that yep. are going to soften the punch.
2: Yeah. I think that's, we talk a lot about like dark lagers and, and beers like that that are really food friendly, especially in Hawaii. And I think this is one of those, too, where sometimes IPAs can be like a little too resinous, a little too danky, and mm-hmm. you know, and those, those pine notes and sometimes a little bit more malt, you get that balance and you get those things that play mm-hmm. off of food. Like
3: you said, it has, it has friends to play with. It's not just like hop, 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 hop. Yeah. It makes a big difference. What would you uh would you cook with this cuz i i like i we talked about the you know on the tv side but like something you you cook a lot with beer yeah oh yeah right? like, like all the time yeah, right? yeah. Uh, <laughs> you always coming in like hey do you got this kind of beer well and it's
1: and that's and that's a good question cuz like there's some beers that are good pairing beers and some beers that are good uh, cooking beers and some that are both i probably wouldn't cook with this one very okay, much because even though it's smooth because it's fairly fairly high in IBUs, it's got a lot of bitterness. When you start to cook with an 80 IBU beer, it's really like, it's gonna be even more pronounced and it can get really kind of aggressive on the bitterness. Um, but this is something I might pair with, you know, like I might do a, you know, a, a bold steak, maybe like coffee crusted, or at least like heavily black pepper crusted. Black pepper crusted steak, maybe a steak au poivre would
2: Very be. Cool.
0: It. I was just yeah. thinking about brandy peppercorns with, yeah. with this; yeah. it would come out great. Yeah. There's
2: yep. two kinds of cooking with beer too. There's cooking with beer where you're putting it in there, and then there's cooking with beer while you're just like. <laughs> yeah. your beer. Well, yeah.
0: you should, sometimes you only need one hand to cook. So I mean,
2: <laughs> and, and in that regard,
3: I always cook with beer. <laughs> So you're gonna you're gonna have to write the the Waikiki Brewing cookbook because that that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, you're always you're always coming in always. And you're talking about like oh I'm I'm making this I'm putting this yeah. in the you know. I got a box of meat that I got from upstairs at Butcher and Bird. <laughs> yeah, getting it a for couple different you. beers. Yeah. <laughs> some I'm oh. gonna drink while I cook, and <laughs> right. some I'm gonna cook with. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's automatic,
0: right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You gotta you know, I I am a. Flavor is one of my
3: favorite things in the world. So I'm always, I'm always questing to find the most flavor. I, th- I think you might have to have another one of those crazy ideas to your boss where it's like, hey, <laughs> you know, have you ever thought about making a book? <laughs> and it might just go, let's do it. Let's
0: do
2: it. <laughs> Call the publisher. <laughs> Here's wait, a check.
0: Here's
2: a
3: No, I bet you you could have a whole lineup of recipes. and oh, yeah. Like pairings and... If you need taste tasters, you know, yeah, you know if you need the art of beer guys are available.
0: are <laughs> We're pretty reasonably priced. <laughs> so. beer <and> we're, <laughs> we're, we're, good. we're good at, we're good at I'm, I'm especially good at food. They're better at beer. Though. So we can make it happen. Let's do it. Three, I don't think there's ever battle. been
3: like a Hawaii book about like beer and food. Yeah, I don't, no, think, it I don't I mean, think so. There was, you know, there's been some history books, but not. Yeah. It's because our, our history books, some cookbooks, but yeah, no, kind of. Books. No, no, and about like you know local beer and food
0: tie that all in together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Throw a few homebrew recipes in there too. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. how to make it. Yeah, I, I think it's just also because our craft beer industry, like you said, it's still it's, it's a toddler. You know, yeah. it's it's <laughs> there. It's still young. I
2: mean. Yeah. And all the guys that are doing it are spending all day brewing beer. There's no time time to to write a book. Oh, you don't
3: have time to write a book? Come on, man. Shit. Get all
0: my free time. Yeah. I I thought you were cruising Uh, on the beach drinking beer. I'll write the foreword. Read, cook, (laughs) eat, drink, repeat.
1: I'm going to hold you to that. By
0: Daniel Bruce.
3: (laughs) Yeah, writing the foreword is the easy part. (laughs) Like, oh cool, you are right for it, yeah. How long is it be? Five hundred words done. <laughs> how long's the book? Oh, five, or whatever. <laughs> that. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you got all that work ahead of you. <laughs> oh. So how this isn't one that you guys brew all It's not like those other ones, right? You That's don't right. have this all the time, right?
1: No, um, it is something that comes around almost every year. I okay. think we've we've brewed it. Um this is our fourth or fifth time brewing it. So it's not like clockwork that it's coming out every year at a certain time, but it is one that you'll see, yeah, oh. it it always it's one of our favorites, and so it always makes it back into the rotation once a year, once every other year.
0: I like that, dude. It keeps people excited, though, because if they come into, you know, every so often and they don't see it, they don't see it, they don't see it, boom, next time they see it, they're like, yes, yeah. and then they go ahead and pick it up. So it's kind of something to look forward to, like a... Pleasant surprise, a a place that you all often. It's an old
1: friend. We're never. We're always gonna want to visit with this beer.
0: Speaking of old friends, (laughs) always
1: crash on the couch. Do you want to talk about this in here? (laughs) So that is a deep cut from the cellar. Um, That is that is uh, was our first gold medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championship, and it is our third anniversary barley wine barrel-aged in Kohana rum barrels, and then it's been quietly cellaring uh, for the last three or four years.
0: Oof. Very nice, thank you for bringing this and sharing this. What a us. rare beer and yeah. a treat.
3: <laughs> so, you guys, from the very beginning have made barley wines. Yeah, so- Which every- is kind of, like, you're in Hawaii, right? Like you, but you guys have, from the beginning, barley wines. Yep. Why, and explain to someone like what, what goes into these things? Yeah.
1: Um, so we, we started doing it as our anniversary beer. So our, our first anniversary on, we've done it every year. Um, it's the, the biggest, boldest beer we brew. It takes the most energy, the longest to brew. Um, we actually, most, most beers, when you brew them, it, most people are boiling 60 minutes. That's a pretty standard boil time we boil this one for two hours before we even add the hops. So this is like a three hour boil so that we get all the reduction of the sugars and caramelization and stuff. But it's just, it's a celebration um, of, of beer and of flavor. Uh, it's This is 11.1% ABV um, and it it was very bitter. It's like 80 IBUs, but over the years it's definitely like mellowed out. Backed off. One of my one of my absolute favorites. You, you know, it's a sipping beer, but
2: yeah. Well, cheers. Well, Th-
1: cheers. Thank, thank you, you so much cheers. for joining this.
3: For
2: bringing this is huge. Yeah. So,
3: you guys have won a few other awards, right? Yeah,
1: um, our barley wines. Oh, that's yeah. great. Our,
3: that's really good. <laughs> that's, I was really excited to share this with you guys. <laughs> That is Thank you. so smooth.
1: <laughs> Nathaniel. So we were actually um, bottling beers for a beer competition last week. And so Nathaniel got into some of the beer, some of the barley wines that we've been cellaring because we'll, we'll often enter some of the ones that we still have. So this year we're entering the, um, our seventh anniversary, our most recent barley wine. And then I think we're also entering our um, fourth anniversary barley wine into the U S open beer championship. But, He, I said, hey, while you're in there, if you could uh, make me a growler of that barley wine to share with the guys. (laughs) Art of
3: beer.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much.
3: So what other, um, you guys, so we talking about awards and stuff. So you guys enter competitions, right? Mm -hmm. And how do those work? Like, you guys just send what goes on there?
1: Um, different competitions are a little bit different, but yeah, essentially, at the end of the day, you you send beer off to be judged. and um, when when the judging's taking place, they have the beer style description, and then they're drinking them in some hotel conference room in Denver or um, Oxford, Ohio, or you know wherever it may be um, completely blind three guys that are experts on that style, or you know, three people that are experts on that style. Um, and then essentially it's, I like to think of a beer style as kind of like a, like a box. And so to me, so say you've got a style and this is barley wine, and within barley wine the color can be within here, the ABV can be within here, the um, bitterness can be here, the flavor can be here. So within that box that defines barley wine, where to me is the sweetest spot in there, where to me it's like the, anything within that box is going to be an expression of that style. Right. But what's going to be like the, the best yeah. spot to put it, you know, when it comes to ABV, IBU, and color?
0: And- Can you imagine the, um, these certified beer judges sitting around all day. Yeah. Tasting barley wine. I mean, yeah. I would just be sitting there with the biggest smile on my face all day, like, and I would, even, I would be like, "It's good! So good! It's so good! It's so good! It's so good!" And then at the end of the day, you're like, uh, somebody <laughs> drive me home. <laughs>
3: and imagine, like, so they do it blind, but imagine, I mean, just kind of the shock when someone goes, like, they're getting the, you know, tasting the barley wines, and it's like, wait. This barley wines from Waikiki. Like they yeah. see the name like, I don't think of Hawaii for barley wines, yeah. you know. It's like it's not from like some mountain region, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah.
0: not what they expected, but I mean
3: So so you're from Northern California, right? Mm. Did did any particular beer from that region have like the impact on you to make barley wines? Yeah,
1: I mean I I grew up in Chico, California, which is the home of Sierra Nevada, so I was drinking really good beer from um, before an age when you should be drinking really good beer. <laughs> you know, like when 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 uh, at my high school and we we're having kegers out in the almond orchards, we were drinking like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Stout, <laughs> Celebration. Uh, there was no
3: there was no Milwaukee's best.
1: Oh out the rest enough. of us but were stealing
0: natural lights. <laughs> We, oh. we were
3: big. So is that sort of your, in, 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 I mean, you grew up next to one of the Mecca. greatest crop you know, <laughs> areas yeah. in the country.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Sierra Nevada Bigfoot is, I was, that's one of my all-time favorites. I've got a pretty, pretty solid cellar collection of, of bottles of that from different years. Um, but barley wine has just always been one of my favorites. So there's just, like I said, like I said a little while ago, I'm just such a fan of flavor. And there's so much Going on in a barley wine, you can really just like sip it, pick it apart, layers of, of goodness. In the even wine. as it warms up, yep. more oh, things come out yeah. of it. It's yeah. sweeter. It for better this better. one, like with the barrel age, you start to pick up a little bit more of the rum notes from the Kohana rum barrel. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's a lot going on there. And and do you ever, you know, this? You you know, we're pretty lucky that you pulled this for us, but. Will the public ever get to taste these? Like, or when do you guys put these out? Or?
1: So every year on our on our original anniversary. So in March, every year, we always release the new barley wine. but we're we did last October, a six year vertical beer dinner of our barley wines, which was amazing. Uh, and so we're starting to save to do another vertical. So if you are a big barley wine fan, Um, Just, you know, make sure that you pay attention and follow us on social media because probably so we've got, we might, we might do our first one like two years from now, we'll be able to do at least a four, a four vertical, but we always save a keg or at least a six barrel of each kind of in the, in the back of the corn. Corn. Well, well you, let know.
0: Them, you let us know because uh, we might be down to sit in on that as well. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, and, and, like you said, anybody, I think, you know, if you've never had a barley wine or you've never, it's like anybody who likes it like big flavors or even like brandy, cognac, like those, if you're even like, if you're
0: a port or a sherry yeah, drinker. I yeah. Mean, this really, is
3: something that you would want to seek out, you know, sometimes maybe they might not even know what a barley wine is, but, Those are.
0: I had my first experience with barley wine was the opening of uh, Corner Brew Pub in Hawaii Kai in like 2002. Was that an old blowhole or whatever? Yeah, and it was like 15%. And we just, you know, I was in my early 20s, so bang for my buck, (laughs) I'll take that one. (laughs) And then you got all beat up after a couple, and then I didn't drink it again for 10, 12 years, and then you got into some really good ones. I mean, not saying that wasn't really good, but I didn't appreciate it at the time with my palate. And then it just. Blows your mind again. You're like, wow, yeah. I should have been paying attention back then. Not just slamming the <laughs> finger. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. These are fantastic beers just to savor. And then you know, something like aged like this.
1: Yeah. After
0: dinner with dessert.
1: Yeah. Or uh, one of my favorite pairings of barley wine is blue cheese. Barley wine and blue cheese to me is just like heaven. Yeah, you get this like this sweet caramelly toffee and then like that funk and oh. I get, I get goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, that's that's how much of like a, you know, a freaking all
0: the hair standing nerd. up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like.
3: Well, we can't thank you enough for sharing this with us, for coming on the show, sharing all of your knowledge. You know, we really appreciate it. And uh, maybe one day soon, you might see a you know a little cookbook pairing book coming out from Joe and Waikiki Kiki Brewing Company. <laughs> Great but idea. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers. Don't forget, show. Yep. my pleasure,
1: guys. Thank you.